Oh yeah. By the way, um, Justin, you and Sean are like my, like up there for my favorite white, my favorite uh, elderly white men in the dodgeball community. Oh, you haven't talked to Joe enough. Hello and welcome to the Dodgeball Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bosch, and I'm back after being off this podcast for the past couple of months. Uh, tonight, we're going to recap the finals of the East Invitational Tournament uh, hosted by Kyle Roth, and it was taking place at Spooky Nook. Tonight, I have with me Joe Coella. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing well. And I have Dylan Cruz of Shred. How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, since I wasn't there, you guys did 8.5 on the first day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 8.5 was the first day. Did you finish 8.5 all on the first day? Yeah. Yep. And then it was it was a double elimination uh, uh, best of seven uh, for that one. And then uh, no sting. It was best of was a best of five, Dylan. Yeah, uh, no sting wound up being. Um, no, I think it wasn't no sting best of seven also. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. It was best yeah. of seven. So yeah. And then was it yeah. best of five in the in the set in in the losers bracket, or was it best of three in the losers bracket, or still um, best of seven in loser bracket? Yeah, it was still best of seven in loser's bracket. I don't think we went into loser bracket, so I'm not sure. Okay. Well. Yeah, they they um I know they 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 went the uh the championship uh, route, so they didn't they didn't play that uh, the second championship game. Um, and then the All Star game was on the Saturday or Sunday. There was no All Star game. Oh, they canceled it. Yeah. 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 How come they canceled it? I feel like it was time. Yeah, and I think there was just a lot of people that were either out that made the team that weren't there for the uh, for this tournament, and then um, and I think it was yeah a lot of much of it was a time factor too. We wanted to make sure we got all of uh, no sting in. Saturday was a it was a kind of a grueling day too. So I, th- I think everyone was a little bit more sore than usual on uh, Sunday playing a second day. So it was kind of a slow start for most teams. Yeah, they pushed um, showdown also because they started showdown on Saturday they made a bracket for everything like I was part of showdown and then they were like you know we're just gonna do it tomorrow at 9 a.m but everybody was so like exhausted from the first day everybody had a late start so they redid the whole brackets for Sunday and whoever was there got to play so I got there late I didn't play um Matt Levine got there late so he didn't play I think um and I think they were talking about showdown showdown yeah so Big, big. Winning showdown, um, Tyree, Tyree from Go from your team, yeah. He's a, he played, shit, I don't remember who he played, but I just remember he played Joe. I think he played Joe Tats, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that that might have been that, yeah, yeah. I think it was Joe Tats, him and Joe Tats at the end. I think I took a little nap. I was tired, man. I was tired. I went from I, I didn't sleep the night before um, Friday night going into Saturday. Too many parties. Too many parties. We were too many social culture. Too many social social culture events. Yeah, it was a social culture event. We had a party. Um, I, I guess my invite got lost in my email. No, no, no. It, it maybe, was a, maybe it's in my spam. I'll check. Yeah, it. No, I'll no, check. I gotta, gotta check the spam folder. <laughs> yeah, that's where it must be my spam. Let's go over round robin and how you guys felt on the first day. Um, Dylan, I know you came in. You have a. Uh, 
Are you playing with a torn ACL or is it torn, yeah, torn I have meniscus? A, I have a fully torn meniscus and I have a partially tear on my ACL. Partial tear on my ACL. Yeah. And Joe, you guys got late news that Mikey wasn't coming or did you guys know all the, the whole time Mikey wasn't ever coming? Yeah, we knew Mikey wasn't coming. We just didn't want to. Uh, we just didn't want to give any team any time any uh, any time to uh, game plan for that. So we kept it on uh, the down low. Yeah, I was, was I was he missing playing. it because of like a event or something? No, yeah, he, had some, uh, he had some. He had Yeah, he had a work uh, some work responsibilities. So gotcha. Yeah. So how did you guys feel coming in? Did you feel were you guys? I mean, this is the first tournament you guys have played this season without Mikey. First tournament you guys. Have, I know you guys have played a bunch of tournaments and nationals and things like that without Mikey because he's injured, but this is the first time playing with Chris as more of a primary corner role. Were you guys, mm-hmm. how are you guys feeling coming in? Well, I mean, I, I think we, we felt confident, but it was un it was uncharted territories, obviously with, with um, Chris on the team and, and Mikey not being there in the right corner, which, you know, I don't think there's really anybody who can fill those shoes in the right corner, like, like Mikey does. And so essentially that whole right side got a lot of action or more action than, than usual with, with Mikey not uh, being there. But, um, you know, we kind of all just had the mindset of, um, you know, we, we got to get the monkey off our back. Like we need to be able to win without uh, one of our teammates there, you know, regardless of who that teammate is, uh, the rest of the team just got to pick it up. And so that was kind of our mindset, but we didn't really have anything to go off of. Um, So it was, um, it was, uh, interesting to see how the the day was going to turn out right from the beginning and it didn't start off great so um we were kind of on uh on edge there at the beginning of uh, saturday in round robin when you say it didn't start off right well what ended up happening you guys did you lose to somebody early yeah yeah we lost our first round robin match to precision uh one one two mm-hmm. and then we lost our third round robin match uh to uh, shred uh one two so um we got in a, in a hole um, early on in round robin. And did you guys and it, switch stuff up or did you just continue pl- going along the plan that you guys came in with? And sorry, yeah. I just wanted to go back to the Chris thing. Did you guys go in expecting Chris to play right corner or were you guys going to try Casey or Brandon or yourself or yeah. Armando into, in the right corner? We were going to rotate throughout and get everyone a little bit of work in, in, in the right corner. Cause essentially at some point in, in a tournament, you know, one of us is going to end up in the corner, whether it might not be at the beginning of the game, but uh, at some point during, during the game, you know, there's a good chance one of us is going to be playing corner. So uh, that was kind of our, our mindset going into it. But uh, yeah, Chris and Armando were going to be, um, you could say the starting uh, right corners and they were going to rotate, um, you know, uh, that position. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen Armando play a corner. I guess, actually, that's true. He used to play corner for Davis, I guess, a long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, Dylan, you guys you guys added Sean Robert Wheeler for this tournament. Did, was someone missing? Or um, just the so opportunity? Just... It was, it, no, it was kind of up in the air for me. Um, so I feel like that was kind of just like a – because realistically, we want to have seven at all times just in case something happens, people can rotate in. Save arms for round, uh, save arms for playoffs, like bigger situations, and just like rotate our whole team in as we normally do. But so, um, did you guys have your whole seven? We had our whole seven. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. um, everybody that's on the team, and then we had uh, we had a Sean, which it was. Um, 
I, I was blessed to like even get to like talk to Sean and like really just like pick pick knowledge off of him and everything throughout the around throughout both days actually. But um, I was yeah, I was definitely like up in the air like who knows if he's gonna be able to play. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that opportunity presented itself. Everybody was on board, so we just added him for the tournament. Yeah, Sean is super analytical and and uh, he's really fun to talk to about with he he sees it really interestingly and uh, definitely opinionated with how he feels like it should be played. But I think a lot of the stuff he says, I think is, is really on point. And uh, it's hard to argue with some of the stuff that he says. So it's always fun to play with him and play against with him, against him as well. Yeah. I enjoyed arguing with him too. Yeah. It, <laughs> like strong opinionated people. So, so Dylan, you had a, you had an eight man team. So you had eight, eight, eight person rotation. Um, yeah this last weekend yeah how did you feel like eight man work versus seven um i hate sitting personally so that's one thing that bothers me but of course like i'm always gonna take my role so but it was like what would happen was it would be like oh i sat last game so i'm gonna sit like i didn't sit last game so i'm gonna sit this game and then like some some games would be like me and Quan sitting Mm -hmm. and then some games would be matt and Quan sitting and then me and jeff would be playing corners so um, we, we did well because I feel like everybody on our team, with the exception of uh, Sean and Frankie, and that's nothing to them, can play. They're kind of interchangeable. They can run middle. They can run off ball. Um, or they can run corner, I should say. Everybody can kind of run, fill into that corner spot. So, um, like, Quan being off the court didn't really hurt the team as much in round robin. Matt being off the court didn't hurt the team round robin because we also have somebody like Sean that could fill in. Um but it, it, it was, it was, I think it worked well for us as far as like saving our arms. Um, it helped me a lot too. Cause they were like, listen, I want you to sit as much as you possibly can because of your knee. We want to save you at like for full capacity for playoffs. So it, it worked. It definitely worked. We were, we were cooking up nice and round Robin um, as we always do. I feel like, I feel like we never have an issue with uh, round Robin. It's always uh, um we're get because we're, we're we're playing very comfortably. Shred doesn't have the, I would say, the experience of those late playoff runs together. We're building the chemistry, but we're playing very comfortably in round robin. So, the talent comes through, and it's it's a harder situation to beat us in. But again, round robin is always different than playoffs. So, so Joe, after your your start of two or one and two in the morning, did you guys lose any other matches going up, going throughout the day? Um, no, after we lost our we lost our last round robin game in round three, and then we went uh, we won the rest of our round robin matches uh, 2-0, the rest of them. But the way they did the seating this um, for this tournament, just so everyone knows, because it, it's going to look a little off if anyone sees the. Uh, the bracket but it, yeah it was uh it was an accumulation of points from the prior three uh tournaments and they uh the top four teams with the most points got those seeds and so if you're out of the top four um the best you could place was a uh, fifth seed so and i believe that's what shred uh shred got the number five seed so they were the best um the best team outside of the the top four uh as far as the round robin um uh, uh, results for for eight point five, and that was because Shred didn't come to the third tournament, right? Yeah, yeah I think they missed one. Yeah, uh, it might have been the second one, 
One of the tournaments I think you guys didn't come to. Or yeah, I think it was the last we, one. We missed the third one. The whole team yeah. missed the third one. Um, and the second yeah. one was like a was a hodgepodge of a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wound up missing that one with Bert because he overslept. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Shred, did you guys drop any matches in Round Robin? Um, I think we dropped one. Now that I think, I'm not sure if we dropped one, but I, I remember something with like the bowls or something. I remember it was either went uh, two one in their favor or two one in our favor, but I remember we only dropped a game with Anarchy. Um, we dropped the game with Bulls. I'm pretty sure of, but I'm pretty sure we didn't we didn't drop any round robin games. I think we any matches, yeah, yeah, you mean matches, yeah, any matches, yeah. So I guess that takes us into playoffs, and Joe, you sort of alluded to it, but I'll just go over the rankings for playoffs so anarchy was the one seed goat was the two seed bowls were the three seed clutch was the four shred was the five illusion was the six precision the seven and then taken and dynasty tech taken and doomsday were the eight and nine seed so anarchy you played taken first after they beat doomsday and then clutch and shred to play clutch Goat played precision and Bulls played illusion. Um, and after the first round, I don't know if you guys watched those first rounds. Goat beat precision, Bulls beat illusion, Anarchy you beat taken, and Clutch beat or Shred beat Clutch. Do you guys want to talk about any of those matches from that first round? I don't know if you guys rem- remember uh, yeah, ones that I, you weren't. It was it, not even to sound like this, but we 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 pretty much breezed through. Um, that first clutch. game, yeah, through clutch, it's not clutch mode as they used to be. They're not as gritty anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, without without Chris, and then also Chris Wheeler probably wasn't. I don't think Chris Wheeler came up for this tournament. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure if he will still be on clutch. I guess without Chris, or if clutch will even be a team. I guess going forward, um, Anarchy how was going against Taken? I imagine that wasn't. That yeah, it was. Yeah, we, we ended up taking that one four zero. But you know, it's it's always tricky when you're playing a team in the first round that's already played a series because they're mm-hmm. kind of in that that momentum moving forward. Um, whereas uh, you know the team that they're playing against in this case Anarchy, um, you know, we came off of a twenty or thirty minute break, and you really never know how you're going to kickstart back off to you know in in that match, and so. Uh, fortunately for us, we were on point uh, in that match. Uh, it was it was a quick one. It was four zero. Um, and did you guys get to happen to watch either of the other ones, the Goat Precision or Bulls Illusion? Uh, no, because we were um, refing uh, that for the first round there. The clutch shred match. No, we were playing at the same time. Oh, gotcha. So they yeah they played the Goat Precision Bulls Illusion um first on court one and court two and then it was the second set of games on the bottom of the bracket there that played the second part of the the round uh round one gotcha. so we played at the same the same time so i didn't get to watch watch that game but i, I think i want to say uh, dylan was it four one uh you guys breeze through clutch i think it was uh four oh honestly i think we four oh them was that was that right? Or it, at most it was four one, yeah. But okay. we didn't drop, we didn't drop more than one game. 
So goat beat precision and bulls beat illusion. So that moved goat and bulls onto versus uh, at the top of the bracket and then anarchy and shred at the bottom of the bracket. Uh, did you guys watch the goat and bulls match before, or were you guys playing at the same time again? Yeah, we were playing at the same time on court one and court two. Yeah. Um, but so uh, how did well, goat beat bulls. I think they beat them four one or four two, from what I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember talking to them about that game. Um, I remember people. I, I think there was a heated um, debate with something that happened in that game. But I, I remember. Often, I feel like there's often. Goat, goat, I have to say, goat was very. I like their team this at, during this tournament. I felt like they were, they were playing very gritty. Like they were, they were scrappy. They were very scrappy when I was watching them play at times. Like. Tyree, Tyree's been impressing me lately. Um, I've seen Tom have a bunch of great catches. Um, so it, it was Tyrell was playing well. Like they, they had a nice like momentum to them at times when I watched them play. Yeah, and having Sam and Nar there was good as well. Just adding just a little bit more experience in terms of of players as well, I think helped a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get to your guys' match, which uh how did that go? This is the second so match that, you guys done, the second time you guys played today or on that day. Um, yeah, and it and it and it wasn't uh, it didn't favor us again for a second time. Uh, we ended up what was it? Uh, I think the the score of uh, that game was four uh, zero shred. So they swept us uh, in that in that. Well, uh, Billy was Billy still healthy at that point in time? Billy didn't because um, I remember he he like he landed on his shoulder. Yeah, no, that was after. Okay, that was after. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was against the, uh, I believe it was against Precision, which oh, yeah, was our, our. That was that was that was because I remember yeah. watching that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know the, the the great thing I liked about this match, and and I, I and honestly, uh, I think we played five, one, two, three. Now we played four um, elimination matches this weekend, but um, this one in particular, it, it went so quick, but there's just a lot of weird plays, you know, whether, you know, there were some really, really good catches on both sides, uh, a lot of momentum change, but uh, shred got the better of us uh, in the end of, of each one of those games. But um, I, I believe, I think in each one of them, there was only one or two players left uh, on the court. So, um, you know, they, but they definitely had the edge uh, um, in this, uh, in, the, in this match. Were they doing anything different or just the balls bounced a little bit their way and they, they were able to get. The I don't know. There were big trades. Billy, I remember there were like good trades with Billy and moments, and yeah. it like, and it wound up favoring us. So like it was and and again uh, with Mikey, Mikey balances out that corner in that right side. So it's it's a different game when you have Billy playing dominant where he's on one side and as and I give Chris a lot of credit for this tournament. Like I really do, but um. It's it's still it's Mikey. You said it before. Like, there's really no yeah. person that fills that corner like he does. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone really in the country who would take over Mikey on a right corner. Yeah, catcher I mean, plays on the left, so it, it's not really a debate. I feel like across the board, I think everyone would take Mikey as the number one right corner in the country. Yeah, and, and I think you know me and Armando benefit the most out of that because we're right next to him. And so it kind of really just draws a lot of attention to him and away from us. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but with, with Billy or with Mikey not there, it, it essentially leaves that whole right side. It gives opportunity to the other team now because 
you know, they don't the feel as uh, lopsided. Yeah, they don't feel as threatened with Mikey Quan, not there being there. Quan's not in check in those moments. We had Quan running corner, so you leave Quan unchecked. It's it's a lot more dangerous. Like a lot of teams that I I always realize that too when Quan is lined up and there's not as strong of a corner in on him on his side, he bullies the whole game. When Quan is checked, that's when it's it's one of those interesting matchups. Um, yeah. And he thrives in moments like that where Quan can like take control. So, but there were like big. I, I remember like a couple big trades with Billy. Um, and I I guess it was more of an unbalanced thing while we we took it, but it was still it was still a very like gritty game. Yeah, I mean they definitely. What I noticed this this weekend, and and I don't know. I mean, I I'd, I'd like to really hear what uh, the um, the professor Sean was was telling you guys. Cause I always saw him in and out of the huddle. Uh, just going back and forth, giving you guys all sorts of tidbits. But you guys, it seemed like you came out a little bit hotter and a little more aggressive, um, you know, playing that front line and trying and forcing us to play from the back line. And so, um, you know, we picked up on a couple of different things that you guys did differently, but, and we had to make those adjustments because we were just giving away way too many balls, uh, you know, and, and, and good for you guys. I mean, you guys were forcing us to, uh give up a lot of balls without it wasn't really an offensive play i mean you guys were were really aggressive um and uh i think that was that was the difference between that and and billy getting out uh, early uh, in the game you guys really focused on him between i don't know if it was matt and uh kyle or matt and uh, jeff it looks like you guys were always on top of billy until um until something happened so he had to make some adjustments as well after this this uh uh, this match that we played. All right. So that knocked you guys into losers. Uh, and that put goat versus shred in the finals of winners. Um, but let's focus on losers, I guess, for one, one or two more matches. So anarchy, you played then precision and you guys mentioned briefly, but Billy got hurt in that game. Yeah, I think it was the, uh, either the first or second game uh, in, into that match, uh, Billy was uh, had jumped up in the air and there was uh, and landed back down on top of Casey and uh, fell shoulder first into the ground. So his shoulder broke his fall and it was his right shoulder. His, throw, his throwing shoulder. Yeah. And at first, the way where he was holding it, it looked like it was his um, his collarbone. I thought he broke his collarbone just where he was holding it. But yeah, he, um, I saw him. He like as soon as he grabbed himself, he grabbed himself up high and he screamed. It, it, and yeah, Billy's it wasn't big, a good sound at all. It, it, Billy's a big dude, so he came now. So yeah, so he kind of had to back off, and uh, you know, I don't know if that kind of lit a fuse under the rest of us, or just we kind of clicked and said we got to we got to pick it up now because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but. You know, Anarchy uh, dedicated this weekend to uh, to our buddy uh, Jim McMaster. So uh, we had we were coming in with uh, heavy hearts, and uh, you know, and, and him uh, just thinking about him playing. And so I think everyone just picked it up, and it was kind of a light switch. We flipped it on, and um, we ended up beating Precision four zero. But one thing I want to tell you guys about Precision, uh, Precision, I even actually talked to the the captain about this. You know, when they are following their game plan, they're a really good team. They just had moments where it seems like they drop the ball and everything just goes the wrong way. And, and they're not really consistent with their game plan. 
And so mm-hmm. when I was talking to their their captain, I said, "Hey, you're doing a good job. You keep telling them this is the way you got to play. It's just you know they they um they sometimes fall off track, but when they're following their game plan, they're they're uh, a tough team. Uh, and they're a better play. team, I think, in no sting as well. Um, a kill is really hard to hit with a no sting ball. Um, yeah, I think Marcus is a better player at no sting. I think a lot of their players get a little better when they play no sting. Um, but yeah, I agree. When they're playing smart and playing balanced. They're a much better team. They just sometimes get really loose with ball control and and want to. Yeah, they look, it seems the like they lose their the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they get too excited and forget about the game plan and just huck one a single throw at someone and then there's a mm-hmm. catch and it's like it completely changes the the uh, the game around. Or suddenly there's five balls on the other side and they're picked off pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and to be honest, good teams are going to pick up on that and and take advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. So what did Billy end up do? What was, what is the actual injury? Do we, is there an answer for what the injury is or are we unsure? No, I think it's just a shoulder, a shoulder strain. I don't think it, um, it turned out to be anything more, but he didn't, it was bad enough where he didn't play on Sunday. Uh, and I think it's Saturday night. Uh, he couldn't really lift his arm, you know, above, above mm-hmm. the, uh, above his shoulder. So um, yeah. yeah. So he, he kept it warm enough. And luckily it was during bracket. We were already going into the loser's bracket. So we were playing match after match. And so he was able to keep his arm somewhat warm. And so I don't think it hurt as bad. Did but he move as off the corner or he stayed on the corner still? No, we moved um, we moved Brandon over to corner and mm-hmm. put uh, Billy next to uh, to Brandon. And that actually, uh, you know, worked out, uh, worked out well for us. It did. Um, yeah. Because it really I- kind of opened it up for Billy to start going for more catches because he didn't have a ball in his hand. And so he's, and he's naturally, he always played the center in, in rise or in the middle. So he never really had a ball all the time. And so it kind of I, just brought him back to his roots. I think. I understood the reason you guys put him on the corner and, you know, give him a ball, give himself the chance to protect himself a lot more, makes him mm-hmm. harder to get out. But it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of sad because he's the best middle, I think in the country. And you sort of like take that that freedom of that middle player game where he's he's electric, you know, those drop mm-hmm. catches he makes, it, like the ability to get down and get balls that I'm like, you're 12 feet tall. How did you get that ball at your feet, you know, after throwing a ball from above your head while, you know, like some of the things he does, you're just sort of amazed that he does it. I'm always like, I can't believe he can move like he does this, how big he is. Um, and some of that stuff sort of gets taken away with him when he has a ball because he protects himself. Um, and I understand totally yeah. why you guys did it. It makes total sense. But as a viewer and someone who like enjoys watching how he plays when he plays middle, uh, yeah, it's sort of sad. But I mean, it yeah, makes it, sense. It, I mean, in this in the stats uh, columns, it, it, he might not shine as much, or he might not get you know that that praise you know because he's not in the middle lighting everyone up. But he really kind of sacrificed for the team and said, "I'm going to go and play the corner." to lock down people, but you know, it, interesting enough, he kind of plays a hybrid position because he still kind of operates as a, as a center through the corner when he needs to, he, he still mm-hmm. throws a lot from that left corner, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely, um, it, you know, it, it, it was better for the team, uh, not so much the individual, um, that choice. So good for him to, to do that for us. So that takes you guys to Anarchy versus Clutch. Uh, yeah. 
How did that match go? Um, that was uh, fairly quick as well. That was a 4-0 match. Um, I think after we lost against Shred, that was, you know, we we could just kept telling us ourselves, you know, uh, when we first start each match, okay, we need four more wins. Let's go. It's, it's do or die. Leave it all on the court. And I think that's what we kept saying. It's all on the court. And once we lost to Shred in, in the uh, in the first uh, or the second uh, bracket, um, that was when we kind of really, uh, really hit our stride um, because I don't think any of us, uh, could accept losing. Um, and so we were playing as, as though we weren't going to accept, um, another loss. So, um, uh, they definitely, um, clutch definitely felt it. And I think pre precision felt it a little bit too, because we were coming, we were coming hard, um, both those matches. Yeah. I was watching a couple of the games. They, the, the, the chemistry was there. I can tell you that much. So that brings us to, uh, Let's go back to the winner side. So Shred, you just beat Anarchy, and now you're playing Goat to go to winner's final. Or go to the finals, actually. This is winner's final. How did that match go? Um, the one thing about Goat, man, is they – the athleticism is, is very – it goes hand-in-hand hand amongst the teams. Like, they always give me a tough time because they're all scrappy. We play – we know how to play scrappy as well. We have scrappy players on the team. But it's always an interesting matchup with GOAT because of you have players like Tyrell, you have players like Tyree, um, you have players like Nar, and like having a player like Sam. It was it was it was an interesting game. And they gave us, I think it went four one or four two, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was four two. But they um they definitely gave us a run for our money. I, I remember um what's it called? Tama had some big catches. Um, Sam, Sam was playing well. Um, I feel like they, what they lacked in though, is they lacked in a game plan. I felt like they didn't really have too much game plan going into the game. And I feel like we just were out, we were, we were able to outplay them in those moments. So I know going into it, they had me who couldn't come uh, and two other players who couldn't come. And then last minute, someone else dropped out. And so Tyree's friend was playing the first time I think he's ever played 8.5 and first time he's ever played, uh, well, this isn't elite, but elite style dodgeball. Um, so that was difficult for them to sort of intertwine him. I think he played pretty well, but it wasn't, you know, like having someone who's played. I think know. Tyree, man, Tyree's been impressing me lately. I've been actually pretty big on him. The way he's been playing, he's playing very, like he, he's starting to fall into his role and mm -hmm. He, I feel like he's starting to play with a little bit of that like confidence, like a little bit of that chip on the shoulder, which I like to see. I love when I see players start to flourish. So I think that GOAT really, and I'm not saying this just because it's you, because you know, um, I've been big on on like those type of players for a long time now. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I think, uh, Joe, this is kind of about you guys, but I think there was a huge moment in confidence for him when we played you guys the couple times this last year. I told Tyree, look at the respect that that Anarchy is giving you. They're throwing, for the most part, you guys are a big component of single balls. You hold, you never give the other team four balls. And you guys made a point of going after him early in every match we played against him with two balls so that he wasn't in front of Billy. And uh, it was just clear that you guys were like concerned with him. And I was like, look, this is one of the best teams in the country and they're concerned with you. Like if that doesn't show you what kind of player you can be, then you're stupid essentially. So I think that was a big moment for him to sort of realize like, 
you know, I am a good player. Teams are worried about me. And uh, I think he constantly is improving. So, yeah, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of offensive firepower, too. So that, and I think that's always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think being able to know when and when not to pull the trigger, that, that's starting to come along. So he knows when, when to, to really, like, look, you know, take the low-risk, high-reward type shots. So he's a little more precise and, and confident with when he's going to do something. Um, I, think, I think I've seen that kind of progress through, uh, through his time think, on your team. I think that's a big thing also for Tama and Tyree and Tyrell, all those guys who've been sort of single players on other teams. I think, Dylan, you and, you and uh, Quan probably feel the same way, that when you go from a team where you're, you're sort of always targeted to a team where you can't really be targeted as easily and you can play within a system, uh, it makes a big difference in terms of freeing you up as a player. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I, I've seen, I actually, it's a great feeling, honestly, like having that ability to like fall into your role on the team, like not having, because there's a lot of times where they're not going to throw two balls at me because they're going to throw, they're going to try to pick on people like Matt, Quan. So, it just it just frees you up and it allows you to be a better player. But goat goat has a bunch of like players that are that were essentially like very talented just on a team that they couldn't they couldn't really thrive or flourish in. And they're actually all coming together. And you see that they're starting to build like they're starting to get the chemistry down. Um, I still think that they have to learn um, learn to play together more. But realistically, that's something we struggle with too. So. Like the chemistry, the but it's again, it's a new team. It's an and, and from goat what I knew goat as and what goat is now, it's a complete different team. So I think that you guys are on the right path with the team. Definitely like a top team in, in the East for sure, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean Edgar did Edgar did his thing, and he you know he he did a lot of his coaching from from the back line there. So there was definitely still that influence, even though he might not have been on the court. But um, yeah, and there were some times that where there's some confusion with Goat. But when when you guys are on, you know, you guys are a tough team to beat. You have you have a couple of good you know guys that have have really good arms, and and um, you know I think your timing was actually a lot better this time around. It seemed like um, just the balls you know coming coming at you at the more or less the same time. So I think the timing was a little bit better for you guys as well. That's something uh, I don't know if you've been working on it, but that's. Uh, I mean, it's such a it's a game changer when you can get your chemistry and timing down with with all your other teammates and not have to second guess whether you know the person you're throwing with or you know the person on the uh, on your side that's still in is going to do what they're supposed to do. You know, it's kind of uh, when you get to a point where you don't even have to think about that; you just know your team is going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to be successful. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's definitely something we talked about a lunch and you know getting used to having someone make centralized calls and everyone listening to the same call and just going with the plan from the start makes a huge difference in terms of teamwork and chemistry as well. Are you the uh, is Sam, is Sam going, is he going to be a, uh, uh, I guess a, a member going forward. A permanent, yeah. A permanent player on goat or is he I mean, just kind of filling in for this, this series? He was, he was always supposed to be a member of our team this whole year and then COVID happened and he wasn't able to make, uh, the first or second round and was able to make third and fourth round. Um, yeah. I think with COVID, a lot of us have had issues making certain rounds. I know Tyrell yeah. had certain rounds. 
I think only I think only Edgar and Tama were able to make all four rounds. I know Tyree missed a round. I missed two. Sam missed two. Tyrell, I think, missed two. So, yeah, we had issues scheduling scheduling for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I had a wedding, and then it was my birthday the last time we had a tournament, so just wasn't able to come to the last ones. Um, but hopefully, going forward, schedule won't be an issue as much. Although, yeah, who knows? he really—I mean—he really fits in well with your with your team as far as the way he, his style of play and and exactly. some of the needs that your that your team uh, could use. He kind of he fills a lot of those uh, a lot of those needs. Yeah, and I think you know Edgar and I's want when we started picking up new players is we wanted to get really versatile players, players that could play all over the board. Um, sort of like what we're talking about. You know, if someone goes out, it doesn't really make a difference. It goes back to that conversation that we had when we talked about All-Star Game uh, or when we were talking about uh, our mock national championships of depth. You know, the ability to sort of, if you get one player out, it doesn't make a big difference because another player can slot in. And it's not a huge drop-off. Um, yeah. And I think that was one of our huge wants when we lost players and had the ability to sort of change our roster up a lot. Um. So that puts Shred in the finals, and then it puts Goat and Anarchy in losers final. Uh, how did that match go, Joe? Losers final. That was uh, that was against Goat. Um, yep. I think the score was four to two. Mm-hmm. Um, Anarchy. Uh, again, that was another. It was another close match. I mean, it was it was three two going into game six, and so you know, game six, uh, you know, could have could have easily turned it into a three three. Uh, game seven type match. Um, I actually had a really good, I, I played really good against goat, not trying to toot my own horn, but I, I played really good against goat this weekend. Um, but uh, you know, it's it, interesting enough. Every time we play goat, it always seems like there's a couple plays that the game's got to stop and really got to kind of scratch your head and think about, okay, what rules are in play here and what's the right call. Um, but there's such close plays. It's just really hard to, uh, do that but i notice every time we play goat there's always one or two plays that uh that could go either way i like you. um what's that what was, was there I one like, that would i like doing games like that was there yeah. one that you remember from this last weekend it's always like a uh you know someone got hit a deflection the ball goes up in the air and someone goes and catches it but in the meantime the other team has thrown like three balls at that person already and, you know, it's all about the timing. Like, did they, did they make the catch before any other mm-hmm. ball that hit them died? And so, and that's kind of hard to, to replay that in your head when you're watching, you know, three or four balls coming uh, in one area at one time to follow all of them and still make the right call. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that, it, uh, it's just kind of weird, weird plays that there's really no, I don't, I don't think anyone really clearly saw it. And so it's kind of a best guess kind mm-hmm. of situation, but um you know yeah just kind of some awkward awkward calls uh but i think at the end of the day what was important is that i think both the captains uh agreed on 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 the calls and said yeah this is the right call so we'll just call it that way and and let it be but uh yeah it's it was it was a tough game but again we were um we had the mindset after we lost against shred that you know uh leave it all on the court and, and that's what we did uh, for that game as well, but um, I don't know what did what did you hear, Justin, from from your team? Did you were you able to? So uh, I haven't really actually had time really to talk to them that much because I 
I was at this wedding until the wedding was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I didn't get back till Tuesday. Um, and then I've been at work and I'm at work actually right now. Uh, so I haven't actually had a chance to debrief with Edgar. He's been busy this week. So we're supposed to debrief this upcoming weekend. Um, but, but that was definitely a long match though. I think, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a twenty a twenty two minute match. I mean, six I was going to ask you. I wish that they put the scores because it, it'll like help re- like jog my memory about. Do you feel like not having Billy on the corner and having a hurt arm allowed you guys to be a little bit more uh, disguised on who the ball was coming from? Because now Billy maybe is more of a decoy. Maybe it's coming out of Armando's arms a little sooner than I don't know. Did that was that actually yeah. something that factored into you know, your guys' game plan a little bit? I, I don't think so because uh, you know Billy being Billy, uh, he he toughed it out. So it's not like he didn't take any any plays off. Uh, I mean, you could see every time he tried to throw hard, it was the grimace with you know holding his shoulder. And there was a couple of times I was like Billy, you know, we're up three one right now. Let's just why don't you just sit in the back and let the rest of the team take care of it? But you know, Billy being Billy, he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to lead the team and, and uh, go out there and get after it. But so we had to slow him down a few times, but I, I think it really just kind of um, made everyone's uh, more laser focused, knowing that Billy was hurt and that we kind of had to step it up. So I think everyone was a little more focused on what each person needed to do. And we just kind of executed what we needed to do individually at that point. So that gets us to the finals where I guess everyone sort of expected the finals to be anarchy versus shred and it's, it's anarchy versus shred. Um, how did the finals go? So anarchy, you had to beat them twice. twice you had to beat them twice at a best of seven. So you had to beat them eight straight times. Or, or eight just times. eight times. Yeah. Eight times. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. And let's see. So both of those matches, I'll just put out there now, both those matches went four, three. So they both went to game seven and mm-hmm. they were both each match was 35 minutes long. So we literally played an hour and 10 minutes. That's how long of, it was. Yeah. An hour and 10 minutes okay. just for those, for those two matches. But, uh, and it's not like it was a round Robin match, right? I mean, we're playing for the championship. So everyone's going all out and, uh, yeah, I mean, an hour and 10 minutes, that's not, uh, that's not easy to do at the end of a, a long day, but, um, it, you know, the, the first set of mat, the first uh, set of uh, first match, um, it went, it literally just went back and forth. Uh, one team won, the next three. team lost. Then you got, you went up, I remember you guys were up 3 1 at one point in time. No, no, that was uh, so the second match that we played, the Losers Championship, you guys went up 3 0. Yeah, no, no, no. I remember there was one time we fought back. I'm pretty sure it went uh, the first game you won, then I think we won the. Th- I think you went up 2-0, then we and then it was 2-1, then it was 3-1, and then we fought to a game seven in the first match. Yeah. Because we were down. I remember being down in the first match. Um mm-hmm. and, and we were playing. And um it was because I I just remember this one moment because me and Matt, we were it was me and Matt, and Matt told me that he was gonna throw the ball low, and it was Brandon left. So when he tells me he's going to throw the ball low, the misconfusion was that he was going to throw like throw the ball into the dirt, like so that he couldn't 
he couldn't catch it. I'm thinking he's saying he's going low. So I, I throw a ball with him like simultaneously, but I let the ball up high, winds up, Brandon reaches up and grabs it. And um, I remember that was like a big moment where like it deflated the team. Cause yeah, we, yeah, there were a the few one, matches. I'll say the one thing, only, the one thing I heard about this tournament was this match, uh, particularly this finals match was like, 10 clutch moments and like eight of them were like Casey and Brandon and just like amazing clutch moments by, by you guys. And then I heard there was a bunch of clutch moments by shred as well, but anyways, Joe, go ahead. And yeah. I think we had a, I think we had 20, 21 catches um, in those last two matches. And I'll tell you right now, most of them were, were through the middle with, um, with Brandon and Casey. I mean, those, those guys came up huge. And it was always when they were, they were the last one in. So it was, you know, it was do or die, right? They either, they, you know, they were going up against two or three of shred players and they just happened to sync up with one of those balls and make the catch. But that happened, you know, in both those matches. And to be honest, a lot of these games, they swung, the momentum swung back and forth uh, through each team because I know Kyle Sanders had a lot of catches and, um, you know, and, and Jeff just does what he does out there. I mean, he's just, he's difficult to, to deal with out on the court, but uh, you know, there was just a lot of, a lot of momentum swings in that, uh, in that first match for sure. So how did this first set end? Was this a, was game seven a, a close match as well? Yeah, I was, I was out there for, I felt like forever. Yeah. Um, yeah Dylan went, I'm sorry. No, Dylan. Dylan was in there. Uh, the last guy in a, in a few of those matches. It seemed like it just took forever because he just he was really difficult to hit, even with uh, uh, with only one leg. Yeah, he's annoying as hell. <laughs> so how did that end up, Matt? What was that? Five? It was you versus. Was it one on one or one on it two? Was, it was a two. It was a two. It was a three v one. Um, I got Chris out. I believe that this is what happened. I think I got Chris out. I think it was Joe and Brandon left. And I was just trying to find my ball. I think I caught Joe's like late game. Am I, am I wrong? I, I don't know if it was Joe or Armando. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was my ball. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I started, my, my hands started cramping up uh, because we were out there for so long. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I, I threw it off uh, low and off to the side and we just kind of snagged it um he had went down low so he was already down there but he just he reached out and and snagged it real quick before and i, I think it was a solo throw too so he didn't have anything else coming his way but that's what again, i was another, looking for too yeah I was looking for a solo to come in to drive catch it yeah so, so another one back change. in it brought in jeff and so it's you and jeff versus brandon and chris now brandon no, just brandon uh, oh just brandon oh, yeah i'm sorry just brandon um and what kept happening with Shred, so, like, I think that Billy being, mind you, Billy not being in that corner, I think it threw off our whole dynamic through, like, our game plan because we're so used to playing Billy in the corner. We're so – we don't even need a game plan. We know how we're going to have to win. Like, we know what we have to do to win. But Billy in that different role, and Brandon stepped up huge in that series, huge. So what kept happening was at the end, Brandon was doing real good with um, messing up our counts. So when we would go up to the line throwing in sync, even if we had a pre, if we talked in the huddle, 
Brandon was good at, at breaking up the, the synchronicity of our throws. So he was throwing off the synchronicity. We were throwing one ball after the other. You throw one ball after the other with somebody like Brandon, he might be able to catch one and dodge it at the same time. And that happened a lot. So a new skinny Brandon. Yeah. So he was able to play. Yeah. He, he And his stamina is, is through the roof right now. So he was able to play that back line real well, real well. Like, and he was throwing at the right people. He was throwing off the throws at the right people. And then he was finding the right ball every single time it felt like. So um, it wound up happening again. Um, I remember we went, me and Jeff said, we're throwing on the count. We're throwing no matter what. Like, so we went to go throw and he threw a ball at Jeff. And when he threw the ball at Jeff, it was kind of like in between us and Jeff blocked, jumped up and blocked it. And I let my ball go and he wound up catching my ball. And then it went Jeff, uh, Jeff versus, I think it might've brought in Casey or Billy or whoever brought in at that moment in time. And then we wound up losing um, that game, but I was in that game for so damn long that it felt forever, like forever. And it was the game seven too. Um, but realistically, and Chris had a bunch of big catches versus Quan that first, that first match. Chris, Chris did real well. I remember that. I remember being impressed with Chris that match because Quan wasn't throwing the ball bad. Like he wasn't letting the ball go in, in bad spots, but Chris was making good catches. So Chris, Chris did real well playing that corner. Chris is one of those players when he sees a ball well, he catches it. He's got such quick hands. He's got the ability to catch anybody. And so you always so, got to be worried. Always got to be worried about him. Yeah. I no matter how good sorry. a thrower you are. Sorry, guys. I lost connection. I'm back. Uh, basically, we ended. Uh, Casey and Brandon finished out. Uh, Jeff sending you guys to a second best of seven match. Um, yep. We were just talking about how well Chris played, especially playing against Quan. He made a bunch of really good catches. Um, so going into the second seven game series, I feel like, I mean, Shred must have some of a, somewhat of an advantage being that you have eight players versus six players. You got to have a little bit more stamina, a little bit more. Only two people that subbed, I believe were, um, I didn't, I didn't sit one game. I know that um, Quan didn't sit a game and Matt didn't sit a game. Um, I think it was Kyle, Sean. I think Jeff only sat like one. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, they, I was going to sit one and they were like, you're playing too well right now um, to like, they're like, like, you can't, like, I don't want you to sit. And I, you know me, I don't want to sit, but they didn't, um, they didn't let me sit when like we were talking about it in the huddle. But yeah, we definitely had an advantage um, having Sean. One thing that we that Shred needs to just do is we just need to figure it out late, like late game, big moments. Um, and I believe that that just comes with, with time. Like I'm not, I'm very like happy that we have these moments where we're growing from because it's showing us more in a loss than it is in a like if we would have won. Mm -hmm. So we um, but like the second the second um series went. We started mowing through, like we, we were playing real well. We went up 3 0, right? Yep. Yeah. 3 0. We went, we went up 3 0 on them. And, um, Joe, did you guys feel like fatigue played a factor in there, or are you guys just, or Shred just played better in his first three matches? 
You know, I, I think that we just we were on a high because we we won. It gave us that chance to play one more time to mm -hmm. to win, and that's you know obviously what we really wanted to do. But yeah, we did only have six, and we had Billy who was who was hurt, so there's a little bit of slack picking up. But fortunately, you know, um, we've been doing a lot of conditioning, like you know, off season. So I've I've been working out and, and doing a lot of cardio and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I was still fatigued. I mean, but, you know, I think that uh, you know we came off a high, and they were coming off of a loss, and I think that kind of sharpened, you know, sharpened their tool a little bit going into that uh, second match. And I don't think we were prepared for that. We we're kind of in shock, especially going down 3-0 uh, like we did. So did you guys huddle up after 3-0 and, and change game plan or just? Yeah, we definitely had to regroup. Uh, I, I like, I mean, I, I like to kind of bring the team together when when I can see there's a change in the chemistry or just people's uh, body language, you know, just kind of flip that switch back onto the right track and say, this is what we're here to do. Let's refocus, do your job. Do what you're supposed to do. Trust the team. Trust the the game plan, and and just work hard. Leave it all on the court. And we just kept reminding ourselves that uh, going into uh, game four. And Dylan, did you guys feel like the momentum switched at at uh, three one or? I just remember getting into the huddle, and um, I felt in the first series, I, I there's always this feeling that like you really just know what's going on when you're um you're in those moments and you feel like everybody's quiet like people are down on themselves people are quiet and it's like it's a chemistry thing i personally don't have too much tolerance for that i feel like in those moments is where you have to be like you have to have chemistry and you have to be like resilient in those moments and i hate when i feel like the team energy is down so sean actually did a good job with this too because i came into the huddle like real, and mind you, I just got off of playing uh, game seven. So I remember coming into the huddle and I came in last and they gave us a break to um, drink real quick. So we came into the huddle and Sean did a real good job of getting us back into, into the mindset. And all Sean was doing for us, like mind you, he, he picked the game, like he spoke dodgeball IQ and different strategies with me the whole weekend. But what he, th what he thrives with and I felt was, he can read a player, let them play their game, but also show them that there's a way to strategize in moments like that. And he did that with our whole team. Like he was like, there were so many times where I was last one in and he's right behind me talking to me the whole time. There's times where he was off the court and he was doing real well with talking to Quan, talking to Matt, talking to Jeff. So he understands how people play and he tries to let, he, well, he allows them to still play their game like it doesn't change anything about their game because that's where you're most comfortable. But he gives us, he was giving real good direction. And that's why I enjoyed playing with him so much. Cause at first, and I'm not gonna lie at first when we, I don't know Sean really. So when we first get in there and he's calling plays and stuff and I'm like, like, this is the person we picked up. I just didn't expect the person that we picked up to be very like court dominant and everything he was saying was making sense. And then even like, late game in playoffs he was talking and he was explaining like how to go about the situation and what he allowed us to do was to really just thrive in moments where we needed to trade like he and he was talking to us so I can't even give you exactly what he was saying because he was just in the in the in the game time in the moment he was giving us uh play calls he was talking to us a lot and our us losing that first series really lit a like lit a fire under our ass 
for those first three games. And I, I saw a shift to in, in anarchy after game three. Cause I remember I was like, we need to win this game. Like, I don't want, I don't want it to be close. I don't want it to, I want it to be four Oh right now. I don't want it to be five, one, uh, four, one. I don't want it to go to game five. And they came out, they came out real strong that game and we wound up losing. And I felt the morale of the team go down too after that loss. And um, then it went again, game, went to game six. It's a game six. And then we were like, all right, we need to, we, I remember in game six saying, we don't want to be in a game seven, like in a game seven situation with anarchy because of how they have the ability to slow up the pace at moments and play that one ball game, even with Billy not being so dominant in that corner, which really did like it, it, it threw us off, but it, it also opened them up. Like Billy was able to fall into his, into a defensive role. Like I haven't seen Billy have that many catches in the series in a while, but he still has all like, he still had that dominant presence on the court, which did like, regardless, even if Billy's not throwing the ball as much, you see Billy on the court with a ball. You're like, all right, yeah, I know his shoulders messed up, but he still might zip this one at me. And like, yeah, you still got to respect it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So it was one of those situations. Um, there were a lot of crazy plays too in, in that series where like they got five balls um, Anarchy had five balls and then we had one and then we were, we were pulling off crazy trades at the end and crazy catches. Um, like I remember there was one moment where I, I had the ball and it was, I was the only one with the ball and it was our whole team. They had five, they ran up. I threw the ball at uh, Chris, Chris got hit. Billy, I, no, Armando threw the ball at Quan. Quan caught it. They threw one more, I think, and we wound up with a catch and ball control at that point in time, which these games were just going. So it, it was just so – there were so many big momentum shifts in those games. Yeah. So it was such an interesting game to play in, and I'm sure it was even more interesting to watch because two game sevens, I feel like it was – yeah. How did game seven end up? Was there, again, pivotal moment, or was it more one-sided in that last final match? No, it, it was still – it was definitely a, a back and forth. I mean, almost every game was. I mean, there was – you know, there was offensive plays where it took out two players at a time. And, you know, when you got two great teams playing at the same time, losing two players uh, on any one single offensive play is a huge detriment to the team and a huge boost to the other team. And a lot of teams don't come back from that, um, but both teams were coming back from it. You know, it was just like it only took one catch from the other side after a big offensive play. Um, and it was just still a momentum swing. And I think even at the end um, in game seven, it, it only came down to a few players on the court. I mean, it was it was still uh, it was still really pretty much anyone's match. It just all depend on on what what occurred, you know, uh, whether it was, there's just a lot of great plays. I mean, you have a lot of really good athletic players out on the court. You're bound to get, um, a lot of great, a lot of great plays that happen, um, you know, during, during a match like that. And it wasn't, and I hate to use this reference because, uh, I still like these matches, but it was, it wasn't like a, a rise doom type match where it was a slow play where it was one ball at a time type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, balls were flying all over the court. I mean, uh, there was no hesitation. If there was an open shot or someone saw something that where they could get away with it and, and uh, make a catch or get an out, 
it was happening. I mean, there was no one was was holding anything back. I don't think from uh, from those uh, from any of those games. So we definitely didn't cheat the crowd for sure. For sure, for sure. There was a lot of intensity on the court, both sides. Like a lot of people were playing, do a die dodgeball in moments. Yeah, I mean, particularly myself, I, I, I was I was diving all over the the court, and uh, I, I couldn't move the next day because I was I had so many bruises on me. But I don't jump, I don't I don't dodge out of the way. But uh, there were a lot of times where uh, you saw a lot of movement out of me, and that's not uh, typical uh, in my uh, in my later career. So it was uh, it was definitely a uh, leave it all on the court type mentality, and I I definitely a lot of us did. Um, our, our whole team did. Uh, we definitely left it all on the court, um, and, it, and it took every much. It, it took every bit of, of what we had uh, to pull off uh, uh, the uh, the win. So, shout out to uh, to Shred. I mean, you guys have a lot of talent on that team. Um, it's just a matter of the experience playing together, right? When you're gonna you're gonna have that moment of struggle uh, for a long period of time, but you're gonna learn from that. And as long as everyone learns from it. Um, you guys are going to start, you're going to be on the opposite end uh, in the future where you're starting to win those big moments. Um, and then you see the light, you know exactly how to get, how to get to that win in the championship because you've done it before. Right. But until you do that, you're not really sure where that, where that roadmap is going to take you. Um, and so, you know, it took a while for, uh, I think this was actually our first uh, championship or win tournament win uh, without Mikey on the team. So that was a huge hurdle for us as a team because uh, Mikey wasn't there. Right. And so a yeah, and huge confidence booster also, for ourselves. You're also playing a full, you played us at full strength too. It wasn't a, it wasn't um, shred with a bunch of like subs and stuff. So it was definitely, yeah. and you guys, um, I, I said it too, like all the catches and stuff, like they, the chemistry on their team was better. Uh, and and they fought. They fought for it. Like they out. They they won that game. I don't think that there was calls where I was, I was upset about. Um, there was like these crazy plays that could have went either way, and it wound up not going in our favor. Um, they definitely they grinded for the win. They fought back. So I gotta definitely tip my hat to that. And um, I remember even talking to Quan. Quan's the one who brought it out to me. Actually, he was like, "Yo, like, don't get me wrong, man. Like." Cause he, he knows how I am. I hate losing no matter what it is. Like I can always give credit where credit to do, but I hate losing. I take it very personal. And I, um, and he was like, honestly, like it sucks that we lost, but I'm glad we did because look how much we, we like, we sat back and thought about the loss and we, we analyzed every single game. We analyzed every single match versus anarchy. Every, every time we faced off with anarchy, what happened, where Billy was, where, wh like where, what Chris was doing, what we were doing, like, our, our timing, our calls in the huddles, which we probably wouldn't have done in such critical detail if we would have won. So it's giving us that, like I sat, I sat up with Sean to like two, three in the morning talking about dodgeball because we lost because I was so like, I was taking it so heavy on my, like on myself. And I'm, I always try to perform to my top like ability. So Sean was sitting there and he was talking to us and explaining to us like what happened and like helping us and like talking strategy, which we wouldn't have done if we won. So I take that also as, as just, uh, as just seeing the silver lining in the situation. Yeah. So 
Well, and you guys are you guys are playing not not to take this off subject, but you, I think you guys are registered for the uh, FDC in in Dallas uh, November thirteenth, right? Yep. I'm okay. not going to be playing though. I have my um. That's yeah, your, your surgery. That's why I was kind of like bouncing around, playing on different teams and shit because this was my last tournament till round one of next year, where which whatever date it it, it becomes. Drew's going to play with them, right? It's going to be Quan Drew. So it's full, it's full shred, um, except me. Matt's and Matt. not going to be there. Yeah. And then we picked up Sean and we picked up Drew. Matt's not going to be there. Matt's not going to be there. He has a wedding, I believe. Mm-hmm. Matt has a wedding and I'm going to be in crutches. So. And Joe, you guys are going as well, right? Yes. Yep. We're going as a, a full squad, normal uh, roster. Uh, full there. seven, right? Yep. We'll have all seven. So I just want to touch back on one thing that you said at the beginning. You guys are playing this for, for Jim McMasters, who, you know, if you don't know, plays for Rise, been playing dodgeball for, I don't know, what, 15 years? Yeah, since 2006. Uh, uh, I know you don't want to, I know we're not, I don't even know what's going on with him. Uh, do you feel comfortable giving an update on how he's doing or? anything like yeah, that sure so he's he's back home from the hospital now so they were able to get him to a place where they felt comfortable with letting him go home but he's still got a long road ahead of him um, he probably won't be playing dodgeball for a really long time if he ever does play dodgeball again although he did mention he'd like to play in a one-off tournament with anarchy uh one time before he officially retires but um you know the important thing is you know he's He's back of the house. Um, you know, it was, he, he's been my friend since, uh, you know, since seventh grade, uh, he lived down the street from me and we, we basically played football, basketball, and baseball together year round since we were kids. Uh, so, you know, really a long time, uh, best friend of mine and, and, uh, and it happened a, a week before this tournament started. So, uh, it was good to know that he was home, uh, back home and he's, he's recovering, but, um, you know, he's just a really nice guy. I know he touched a lot of the players on our team uh, throughout the years. Um, but yeah, he, he's doing he's doing better. Um, and uh, hopefully he's got a full recovery. So I don't, I I don't really want to get into the, the person, you know, the what it was. But no, no, um, no. yeah, I think uh, anyone who's had time to talk to him at any point in any tournament. I know I've had a little bit of time to talk to him at Nationals. He is easily one of the nicest guys in dodgeball uh really thoughtful super nice guy i don't think i've ever heard anyone have a bad word to say about him even yeah like in the height of the rise doom patriots those guys all would probably say they they love jim as well um it, you so, know yeah. most of the most of the gatorade towels that you guys see at the tournaments uh he's given it to that person he's one of those guys that goes to every tournament and hands out couple of Gatorade towels to random people. And he won't tell you that he's bringing one for you. He'll just come up to you at the tournament and say, here's a Gatorade towel. I want to, you know, think about you. Just let me uh, give you a Gatorade towel. So just a lot of nice little nice things that he does through, you know, when he gets to see, you know, the people at dodgeball community and whatnot at, at some of these tournaments. Yeah, that's super nice. I'll keep him in my praise as well. For sure. Yeah, please let him know we're thinking about him. I know he he's not on social media and 
and stuff. Yeah, like that. we got him a we got him a we got him a medal from the tournament. Um, you know, yeah. So I'm gonna have it engraved with his name on it, and uh, and then uh, drop it off at his house. But um, yeah, we we brought a we had a jersey with with us all all weekend. Um, it just kind of sat on on our bench uh, where we usually sit at these tournaments, and uh, it was just a subtle reminder that uh, you know you really never know when you're not going to be able to play dodgeball anymore, just like much of life, right? You never really know what's going to happen in the future when it's unexpected. So you just really get a, a good appreciation of this could be my last tournament. So why not just go balls out and enjoy it, you know? So you really kind of relish the moment um, during the tournament, after the tournament, leading up to the tournament of how much fun you really have because you never know how long it's going to last. I mean, just like in any sport, right, really. Uh, you're, you're always one injury away from, from never playing the sport that you, you love again. Right. I think about a quote that you said, and I don't know what podcast you were doing with, with, uh, I don't know who was till the wheels fall off till the wheels fall off. And so that's uh, a mantra, I guess a lot of us, a lot of us old guys sort of go by. I know that I I feel like I'm going to play until the wheels fall off, I guess as well. So. Yeah, because I, you know, I was talking. I talk about this all the time, and people ask me, like, you know, you know, how, how much longer are you going to play? And like, really, just so the wheels fall off, because I don't think I could tell myself, "Hey, you're going to have to, you got to stop now." It's going to take something where I just physically can't can't mm-hmm. play anymore, or a team doesn't want me on their team anymore, you know, because I'm not, I'm too old, I'm not playing well enough. But yeah. <clears throat> well. Uh... That wraps up round robin of 8.5 and the playoffs of 8.5. Do you guys feel up for talking about no sting still? Um, or should we, or should we yeah. end it here? And uh, let's just let's just say that uh, we could do an uh, podcast another time. Yeah, but I, I do want to give a shout out though to um, to Shred for for winning winning uh, no sting because um, you know. They played well. I mean, they played well all weekend. Uh, they didn't allow me to play also. Huh? They didn't allow me. To, so, basically, they didn't allow me to play in um, in what's it called, nose thing as much as – because as soon as I got – like, I slept at Frankie's and then walking down the stairs from Frankie's house, I'm limping and stuff, and they see me limping. So, they didn't want me to play as much, but I was still stubborn, so I was jumping on random too. <laughs> so, and, is that why they won? Because you didn't play? And then they – um. They basically they didn't want me to play at all. So basically they they said the second we start playing bad is when you can play. So I was just the whole time. But they 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 played very well without me. At me and Quan. Quan didn't play. No sting. So yeah, I feel like and- those I feel like you know Matt and well not Jeff, but Matt and Kyle and Sean and a bunch of those guys all started off in no sting players. So I feel like that's like their their natural ball type, even though they're such good players with 8.5. Yeah, yeah say, I, I, I could see I could see a little more uh, excitement when when they uh, when they get on the court with the no sting balls. Uh, I just think it's more natural for them. It's it kind of feels like home, right? When mm-hmm. when you when you grab a ball that was the first ball that you played with, but uh, in the elimination for for uh, no sting, uh, it was the same scenario where we played shred in the second round um, and lost to them. So we, we ended up back in the, uh, 
loser's bracket again and, and uh, had to work our way back through the uh, loser's bracket to play shred in the finals. But um, they were, uh, they took, uh, they took the final four two um, against us in the championship game. So we didn't have to play a second match um, by day two. Yeah, but the, the bracket is, is similar looking with goat and shred and then you and mm-hmm. go in loser's final. And then you guys and you two both in, in the finals again. So yeah, it seems relatively clear. There's a top, the top two, uh, and, and Billy didn't play at all. Billy didn't play at all. So we were we were we were playing without uh, without Billy and Mikey for for the no sting. But nonetheless, I mean, and this uh, is coed, right? This wasn't just no sting. It was coed, correct? It was like a hybrid coed, I guess you could say, like more. One female? I, I don't know. If, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who did you guys um, each have as your females? We had Frigger, Megan. Yeah, and we had and we had one of the clutch clutch mode girls. Mm-hmm. And I think Goat had Amani from. Uh, yeah, you guys had Clutch some different well. girls too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your girls didn't show of, up this time. One of our females was playing in that. Uh, Kelsey was playing in that tournament that was in Denmark. The that sort of. Oh yeah. And then another one had a wedding as well, I think. Or. Uh, Everybody get a man. Well, people just you know, there's so many weddings that were delayed. I think. People are starting mm. to jam them in, you know, in this little open window that we've had where things are sort of open before things close again, uh, which is kind of fearful that we're about to get back into this closed period again. I, I know that that tournament you guys were just talking about, that FTC, I think is, you know, is, we'll see if it happens November. November. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be really, truly the first uh, big tournament. And when I say big, I mean, just the, the number of teams. Like 40 teams, right? There's like 20, uh, 24, 20 24, yeah, 24 open and 12 uh, women's teams. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be like the large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the facility, though, is I'll tell you that it, it's it's uh, really nice. It's uh, it, it's a state of the art basketball gymnasium for people like. Uh, yeah, you guys who, played there last year, right? Yeah, they specialize like in, in basketball. And so they've got um, they've got cameras placed all around the whole gymnasium. So they're, they live stream their entire uh, gymnasium if you want to. And they got TVs up all around the place to, uh, you can, you know, put your stuff up there if you're, you're running I'm something, but. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my, like my, my real camera out there. To you're you're going to go, Dylan, you're just going to be on crutches? Yeah, I'm going to be, in, I don't even think I'll be on crutches by then. I think um, I'll just have a brace on. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll just be braced up. Um, my, when my is your surgery? In two, three weeks, three weeks. Well, September. Talk to you before then. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, Dylan. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, get on that PT. Get on that PT grind. Yeah, um, I'm grateful to have Quan um, so close to me and so like, like, physically close to me as far as like location wise, because he's um, he's been, been before. He's been through this. He knows. He knows how to come back from it. Um, and obviously, I, I'm I'm with him all the time, so. Definitely good to have that. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get real, real into my PT. Uh, make sure everything is good because I don't want to come back anything less than what I'm doing. And I'm not I'm not gonna take the whole. I'm not dropping down now that I I messed my knee up. I'm playing my same game as soon as I get back. Yeah, you can still you can still work out your shoulder muscles 
sitting down, you know, so that, you know, you can't use that as an excuse when you come back and your arm hurts. You should be able to work out your arms. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. crazy because everybody, I've I seen um, everybody like grip wise was cramping up this tournament, like these tournaments that like the last four tournaments I've been to because we aren't practicing as much. We aren't playing as much. So everybody's grip, like their, their forearms aren't used to the fatigue. So people are uh, like, it can't throw the ball late game. Late tournament, I should say. So definitely yeah. get a bucket of rice. Yeah. The Tim the Tim Wells method. Tim Wells method. <laughs> well, I, I helped. I yeah, he mentioned he it a few times. He, he got like a bucket of rice and he like stabs his hand in and grabs and twists and does some shit. He makes a fist. So he grabs yeah. the rice and makes a fist. But uh yeah, San Diego, we we just we're starting our uh Sunday practice. Uh uh next week um i helped run it and so we just we literally just got the okay from the city to uh rent out the gymnasium again so we just literally started back up uh next weekend so yeah no one's really practiced uh, out here either so um it'll be interesting to see at the ftc who uh who's been working out and who's been kind of keeping up with with uh dodgeball in the meantime I, I definitely think some of the east east teams have an advantage just because we've been playing in a couple of these tournaments but um you know i, I don't uh i don't expect anything but the best out of everyone else there but you know a quick shout out to uh to kyle and and uh, becca for for hosting these tournaments at, at spooky nook because uh you know if it wasn't uh for these tournaments we'd we'd be uh we'd be sitting at home, not playing or talking about dodgeball right now. So, um, so real, yeah, really mock drafts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about, you know, anarchy doesn't have the depth or whatnot, but hopefully we put that, 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 uh, that to rest, uh, you know, uh, with I'd like uh, the record to say that I said you guys would have won that match, but I'm only one vote. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I think, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to thank both of them because I know, it's never easy running a tournament, you know, usually uh, when you're running a tournament, the only time people speak to you is when there's a problem. So, and you saw, you spend all day solving problems mm -hmm. uh, and they, they took it pretty well. Um, and so I just wanted to thank them because without, without those guys, then we'd still, uh, I wouldn't be playing as much dodgeball uh, in uh, 2021. So. And I think they do considering, you know, they don't, they've never done big tournaments like this before. I think they did really good jobs for their first tries at running, you know, 10 plus team tournaments um, at a yeah. big venue while also running a women's tournament. Um, so I, I think they did a great job and that I'm sure they will only get better at it as they continue to do more and more. So it's awesome. Yep. They continue to do it. Um, I want to thank you guys both for coming on. Uh, I know it's late for you and me, Dylan. It's not as late for you, Joe. I'm, I'm up. Um, I'm up. Honestly. So, You've given us a beautiful view of your apartment as you've walked around 50 yeah, times. I, 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 like, I like to pace when I talk. I don't know. I am when I talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> when I'm um, but yeah, let's maybe talk later. We'll recap the, the, the No Sting tournament. I know that was also exciting. Um, congratulations to Shred for that. Congratulations, to Joe, to you and Anarchy for uh, 8.5. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Oh yeah. By the way, um, Justin, you and Sean are like my, like up there for my favorite I white, thought, my favorite uh, elderly 
white men in the dodgeball community. Well, you haven't talked to Joe enough. Joe's, Joe's a... Sean, you say Sean and Justin are? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're right there for right. Like my what, middle, say, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you haven't talked to Joe enough. Joe's, a, Joe's also a really good person to talk to about dodgeball as an, older, as an elderly white guy. Yeah, I still can't believe you're like 48. Bro. <laughs> Oh, what are you on? It was 48. Joe, so you're 41? I just turned 41, yeah, no, just turned 41 last week. I, I just turned 40 two weeks, uh, on the 15th. Dude, so that's crazy yeah. to me. I, sh- I thought Justin I- was 29, 32, like the most. And that makes me feel good. Yeah, and I've, I've lost some weight, too, and done some cardio, so I think I've extended my career a couple more years. Uh, I, I so definitely I, need I, to do that. Yeah, it definitely helps, for sure. Uh yeah, but I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely speak to whoever, you know. Um, I don't look like a social guy, but I, I, I'm pretty social. But you're the head of social, social culture. Social culture, you know. It's all about social. That's that's the company, man. Well, um, you guys take it easy. You too, Joe. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you sooner than later. If not, good luck at FDC, and uh, yep. I'll hopefully be watching. Maybe we'll recap it then. All right. Best of luck with you too, Dylan, with that uh, knee surgery. Get well. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, all right. Appreciate all the, all the best wishes. All right. Good night. Dylan, my friend. Maybe I'll see you on Dykeman. Maybe Yo, we'll I, we could go to Dykeman, man. There's a whole lot of Dominican women out there that I would love to see. Especially before my knee surgery. <laughs> <laughs>